0: Virtue. What comes to mind when you hear that word? One of my favorite definitions for virtue is a beneficial quality or power of a thing. We are all filled with our own virtues, personal strengths and power within us that are gifts given to us by God. The real magic happens when we recognize our virtues and become guardians of these virtues, using them for the good of others. Join me, your host, Alisa Lindsay Johnson, as I talk to amazing guardians of virtue who all have one thing in common a desire to use their gifts for good i hope that as you listen to this podcast you are emboldened with your own virtues let us all strive to be guardians what is up, my friends so today we are talking about what it means to be a guardian of failure on the road to self-mastery i was just gonna have the title be guardian of self-mastery, but as I was writing the episode, I really felt like it should be more, it just lended itself to be more about being a guardian of failure. So here we are. A couple of weeks ago, I mentioned how I wanted to be, um, I mentioned how I wanted my life to look like when I was 80. One of those things I mentioned was that I want to be as healthy as I can be as an 80 year old Think like President Nelson healthy. You know what I'm talking about. That will require a lifetime of trying to achieve self-mastery over my body. Ultimately, this was really our ultimate goal when we came to Earth, right? President Nelson said, your spirit acquired a body at birth and became a soul to live in mortality through periods of trial and testing. Part of each test is to determine if your body can become mastered by the spirit that dwells within it." We saw that our Father in heaven had a body and there's a lot of things you can do if you have a body versus just a spirit, right? So we wanted that for ourselves and knew we needed to come here to earth to gain a body. These bodies are complicated creations that require effort to figure out and learn how to control. Luckily, we've each been given a whole mortal lifespan to practice becoming masters of our bodies just as Heavenly Father is. I think we can all agree that becoming self-masters is incredibly difficult. Part of the reason that it's so difficult is because there are so many things that get in our way, like addictions, both big and small. President Nelson also said, if you yield to anything that can addict," and thus defy the word of wisdom, your spirit surrenders to the body. The flesh then enslaves the spirit. This is contrary to the purpose of your mortal existence. And in the process of such addiction, your lifespan is likely to be shortened, thereby reducing the time available for repentance by which your spirit might attain self-mastery over your body. One of the prevailing ideas of our time is to listen to your body, which is interesting. This next idea is something that clicked in my mind this week as I listened to President Nelson's talk on self-mastery, which is where I got the quotes I just shared with you. This idea sounds really good, right? Listen to your body. Do what, you know, do what makes you feel good. A popular yoga YouTuber even says, find what feels good. And she uses it usually in regards to, you know, stretching how your body, what makes it feel good or do like follow. Well, what just makes you feel good? Those aren't necessarily inherently bad, but they're not really the father's way. In Alma 38.12, Alma teaches his son, Shiblon, to bridle all your passions. Ben Irwin in a Liahona article said, Just like a bridle harnesses the power of an animal, developing self-control over our emotions and passions can help us have a greater abundance of the spirit. He continues But gaining self control isn't easy. It's often a cycle of trying and failing until we accomplish it. So you should type in bridal on the gospel library app and read his whole his whole article, Ben Irwin's whole article. It's really good. Elder Cook said the body is not evil, it is beautiful and essential, but some passions, if not used properly and appropriately bridled can separate us from God and His work and adversely impact our testimony. Instead of finding what feels good or listening to our body, Jesus Christ teaches us to master it. When we seek to master our body, we shouldn't listen to it. If I listened to everything my body wants, I would never get out of bed, or I would get out of bed, go downstairs, get that piece of cake, and come back to, up to bed and eat it while binge watching my favorite show on TV every single time my body told me that is what I want. By the time I did that for any length of time, I probably wouldn't be able to get out of bed even if I tried because I gave into what my body wanted, therefore becoming a slave to the very thing I gave into. Granted, I have done that on occasion and that is probably why I'm overweight. Not probably, that is why. But this is something I'm working on because I don't want to be stuck to my bed forever, especially when I'm 80. I want to be healthy and be able to be my spitfire self still at 80. I can't do that from a bed. Speaking of sugar and speaking of failure, like Ben Irwin mentioned, oh, sugar, it's the bane of my existence and yet it is so good. It is very addicting for me. sometimes. I just have the hardest time saying no. It doesn't help that I love to bake. Sugar makes me feel so gross and it makes me hurt, which should be enough to avoid it. But the addiction is so real that this hasn't really mattered before now. I mean, it has, and I've, you know, ebb and flow with good times and bad times. I've used the excuse the last year and a half that I've cut so many other foods out of my diet for the same reasons with like pain and stuff which has helped, and sugar was just the last straw, so I haven't done it, even though I knew that that was part of the problem. Last week, I finally decided to do it. I made a plan, no sugar from now until November, except for conference cinnamon roll day. And I make, I don't eat the cinnamon rolls, I make a cinnamon cake for myself so I'm not left out that's grain-free for all the free. <laughs> I was so good at not having sugar last week minus honey because raw honey has so many good properties for us. Then we had our Trek family over for cinnamon rolls yesterday and I didn't wanna be left out or get any questions. So I justified baking my cinnamon roll cake. I would only have one piece and then the family could have the rest throughout the week. That's what I told myself. Well, I made it till about noon today and then the cake was just staring at me. So I justified having a bite. It was just one bite, just a bite. Although I knew exactly what I was doing because I sat there and thought that I shouldn't. Like I stared at the cake and I was just like, I promised myself I wouldn't have any sugar. I need to stick to my promises. I shouldn't have it because that's what I promised myself I would do. And then I was just like, it's just one bite. It'll be okay. It was just one bite. And then I was like, you know, it's not just one bite. You know, if you have that bite, it's going to be harder to say no throughout the rest of the day and you're going to fail even worse. But I gave in and justified my way through saying, okay, so I only had one bite and that was okay, right? Wrong. (laughs) Wrong. It wasn't okay. I was good and didn't have any until everyone sat down for ice cream for family home evening. I've gotten better at saying no to desserts lately. When I can't have them because of ingredients, it's easy. But the sugar, no sugar is just harder. So I had a good, like a good, decent sized slice for dessert tonight. And I felt like a big fat failure. Ben Irwin did say that self-mastery is a cycle of failure and trying until we get it right. And deep down, I know it's true. I guess the fact that I failed means I was actually trying, right? Tomorrow is a new day, and I'll try to make it until conference weekend cinnamon rolls. If I fail, I'll just pick myself back up and try again. I will plan to not fail by having an even better plan in place. This is likely the biggest lesson to learn about self-mastery, that it is truly a series of attempts and that no failure is final. Albert Einstein said, you never fail until you stop trying. So take heart. If you failed at the thing you're trying like I did with sugar this weekend, don't give up and be kind to yourself. You're not a failure. You're just human and humans aren't perfect. We will fail. Maybe we need to embrace failure as the good that it is because it's a sign that we really haven't given up. I think about the greats at anything. We see Where they are now, but I wonder how many failures it took for them before they got to success. Like Michael Jordan didn't make the school team, right? He's been retired from the NBA for how long and he's still one of the most talked about players of all time. Want to know my secret to self mastery? I mean, I know I'm not truly a master of myself yet, but I have come a long way. See yourself as Jesus and God sees you. (sighs) Did you just take a deep breath like I did just then? (laughs) Uh, There's a lot of nuances to that one because if you are like me, that is um, perhaps the biggest challenge of my life. Uh, I am extremely hard on myself. I expect a lot from myself. I am always working towards one goal or another. I became really good at being my own bully, Uh, but that makes Heavenly Father and Jesus sad they don't think about us the way we think about ourselves and just like we pray to see others as the father and the son see us or, or just just like we pray to see others as the father and son see them so should we pray that we can see ourselves the way that they see us too i know in the instances where i've been able to see myself that way the the way that they see me i have a lot more love for me I have a lot more love for my failures, for my past, for the things I'm trying to gain mastery over, Whew. and especially for my body. The type of bullying that you receive from yourself, year over years and years, takes a long time to gain self mastery over. And I've been really working hard at that the last six years, um, especially, and have come a long way. I can look at myself in the mirror, and and not what I see, and I can, it's, and so on and so forth. It's amazing what happens when you start trying to look at yourself the way Heavenly Father and Jesus sees you. Um, You see that you're not as bad as you think you are. <laughs> Quite the contrary, actually. Things become a lot more crystal clear. When you strive to see yourself the way that they see you, and and i personally feel a sense of ability like i can actually do the hard thing that i'm working towards like i someday will become a master over sugar and my weight because jesus knows i can and because he knows exactly what i need to do to get there and he's provided his atonement which makes that possible because because of the atonement we can change and we can we can fail and fail and fail and fail and fail over and over again because no failure is final because Jesus says so. And because of that, we can overcome whatever challenge comes our way. We can overcome whatever addiction comes our way or or anything that we're trying to get better at and gaining self mastery over because of Jesus Christ. And every time you fail, you need to look at yourself and say, this is not final. This failure is not final. I can do this because Jesus Christ. That's all you have to say. I can do this because Jesus Christ. And then you pick yourself up and you try again. So do that. If there's one thing I hope you learned from today's episode about self-mastery, it is that God and Jesus believe in you. You can do hard things. You can pick yourself up and start again each time you fail and embrace those failures. Someday, I'm excited to be my 80-year-old self. Driving around in my motorcycle with a sidecar and walking around with my wicked cool walking stick. I'm kind of thinking about maybe that it needs to look like a snake. Maybe even, I don't know, maybe not a snake. It needs to have like a, some kind of like stone or crystal on the top. So, like round ball, you know? Anyways, I'm going to be walking around with my wicked cool walking stick, being grateful for the many times I picked myself up every time I failed. I'll be a master over myself by then, or hopefully at least a master over sugar and it's going to be epic to finish out this episode. I'm gonna do what I always do every single week and talk about how Jesus is a guardian of this virtue, a guardian of failure or in his case self mastery because i maybe he failed, I don't know, but as he grew up, I don't know if he did i don't I don't know but I do know that there was a moment in his life that spanned 40 days and 40 nights and was followed by three different temptations that Satan tried to tempt him with, where Jesus proved that he was a self-master, that he was a master over himself. And I think it was that trial, like he needed to go through the trial of fasting for 40 days and 40 nights to prepare himself. For the work that he had to do and to gain even more self-mastery and every time he told Satan no like that was just another like notch in the wood you know that solidified the fact that he was the master of himself and that he was ready to go for what was to come and so that's why I think Jesus is is a guardian of self-mastery because um, because of those 40 days and 40 nights granted we're not asked to fast for that long, but we are asked to fast for, for one Sunday a month to emulate his example. And because fasting provides a way for us to gain mastery over our bodies. Because if we can if we can fast for two meals or forty or well, two meals or twenty-four hours or for however long you try to fast for, then that's proof enough that you can tell your body no and that you can do the hard thing. So, test yourself that way work at work at fasting once a month for church, and you'll be able to you'll be able to gain self mastery over the thing you're trying for, even if you fail now for someone who I think is a great master over themselves um when you think about it, I didn't think about this ahead of time. I think I'm gonna have to go with President Russell M. Nelson, and I know that's probably the most um the most obvious choice as a member of the church but you don't get to being 97 year old 97 years old with the health that he has without gaining some sense of major self-mastery and the, if you read his book the his uh, the uh, the biography on him which i don't remember the title of it but you should read it the things that he did throughout his life provided that that self-mastery learning chinese like he did uh, he was really careful with his health and and you know is careful with how he eats and uh one thing that he did was I this took out to me was that he weighed himself every day i don't know if he still does that but um just to make sure that he was on par with his eating and healthy in that way and and i'm sure that that Part of that was because he knew that if he kept his body healthy and strong, that he'd be able to serve others through his in his work as a heart doctor and in his callings at church. And that's one of the reasons that I'm motivated to improve my health is because of that. Because you do a whole lot more service if you're healthy than if you're not. But I can do at least what I can do to improve the things I can improve to be of better service to others. So I feel like that he is probably my greatest, the greatest example to me of being a guardian of mastery of self mastery and of failure like he talks about they talk about in his book and he's talked a lot in in general conference about failure about his failures that he have, have that he's had in the operating room or whatever and and he learned how to embrace them and just work to improving and becoming better so that there is less and less of those failures he is a guardian of failure on the road to self-mastery failure and self-mastery um for me so i hope i hope that you guys walk away from today's episode feeling energized feeling hope you can you can become a master of yourself i believe this with all my heart. And if you feel like you are in the depths of despair because of the the things that you're struggling with, because of your addictions, we all have some kind of addiction. I've talked about this before, whether great or small. And I know that you can become a master over them and, and gain that mastery over your body. And it just takes a series of plans and of saying no, when you want to say yes. And you will get there and and you will do you once you get there it'll be an amazing thing. And I think I needed to hear my podcast episode today just as much as, as you probably did because when you're in the thick of crying, you're gonna fail and failure's not fun and you feel in fact as I was sitting here typing this episode, Satan was working on me real good, which makes me know that I was supposed to do this topic. Because I was sitting there writing the episode and I had the thought, you're such a failure. You have no business doing an episode on self-mastery. You're not a master of yourself. You've, like, look at what you did today with the sugar. So I showed him and wrote about, wrote about my failures. <laughs> and I'm talking about my failures. So I showed him, be scared, Satan, because you didn't scare me. You don't scare me none. I just did this podcast episode. <laughs> Thank you for listening to today's episode. I hope that you walk away filled with strength and power, or dare I say, virtue, as you use your own gifts for good too. Podcasts live by the reviews that are written for them. Please leave a review and let me know what you think. I hope you all have a blessed day. Bye.